Hello, bitches. Welcome to the Potty Mouth Pep Talk Podcast, where I try to help my listeners get out of their own way and get shit done. I am your host, Elaine Terso. Let's dive right in. Hello, bitches. How are you doing? It has been a while since I have come to you. But today we're going to have a serious talk and you may be immediately turned off and decide, I don't want to listen to this because I'm not racist. And I want to tell you that if that is how, if that is the first thought that comes into your mind, this episode is for you. This episode, we are going to talk about racism and we are going to talk about what we as white people can do to end systemic racism in our country. Yesterday was the guilty verdict from Derek Chauvin, who, as we all know, murdered, found guilty of murder, George Floyd. Now, I'm not gonna talk about the trial because I didn't watch the entire thing. Therefore, unless I, and I'm the type of person that I let, unless I am fully educated about the subject, I'm not going to talk about it because I like to have educated opinions, not what will I heard. That is, no, I don't, I don't like to form opinions based on hearsay um, or highlights. I wanna watch the whole thing. So anyways, I digress. I never would admit ever that I was racist because I didn't believe I was racist. But I will tell you that after doing the work, which is the work means becoming anti-racist. That is the work. Doing the work requires you to evaluate and look deep inside at any biases that you might have, which are subconscious, right? Sometimes they're just ingrained into us because of the way that we were raised. And I'm not saying that my parents raised me to be racist. I am in no way saying that. I'm saying that there are occasions where you may have a family member that says something like, for example, my grandfather, my grandfather, was a racist. He was. Um, he never blatantly said anything, but it was his behavior. Um, I remember going to a uh, quick mart, like a 7-Eleven or something, and the man who was behind the register was a person of color. And he owed my grandfather some change and my grandfather said, put it on the counter. Like he was gonna, like his skin was gonna rub off on him or some bullshit like that. That's racism. It is, it is racism. And racism has been ingrained in us. We have been in my mind brainwashed to believe that white people are better people, that black people and other people of other backgrounds, ethnicities, whether it's Hispanic or, or 
you know, Asian or whatever, that they are less than. And I don't know about you, but I'm fucking sick of it. I am sick of seeing people comment stupid ignorance on Facebook posts, for example, or TikTok videos, for example, Instagram posts, for example, just because you have the ability to type some ignorant bullshit on a keyboard does not mean that you should. Just because you can does not mean that you should. And it makes me incredibly sad and angry every time I see it. And sometimes I scroll by it and I don't do anything because I think there is nothing that I can say that is going to change this person's mind. And I'll tell you something. I, it's, it's like this self-care shield that I've put up for myself that I'm going to pick my battles because it's a lot of exhaustion and trying to convince somebody that they are wrong, that I do not know on social media is probably really not a healthy thing to do, honestly. But then I have guilt. I should have said something. I should have said something. Now, have I called out my friends? Absolutely, I have. Absolutely, I have. But a stranger, I don't know that I that I have it in me anymore. It's exhausting. And then, and then, I think this is nothing compared to what a person of color goes through on a fucking daily basis. Here I am bitching and whining and crying about seeing other white people be racist online and how I need to take care of myself and I, I'm choosing not to engage with that. Guess what? I have the choice to engage. A person of color does not have the choice to change their skin tone. That is a permanent thing. So guess what? They don't get to choose to turn it off. They don't get to choose to engage or not engage with a racist asshole online. They live it every fucking single day. And I'm going to tell you something here. Um, <clears throat> my son is white. My daughter is white. My husband is white. My entire family, everybody is white. We have no, there are no people of color in our family, right? That is a different race or ethnicity. I never, ever in my life have worried about my son getting pulled over by a police officer. One, because my husband works in law enforcement. And so I just all, you know, I believe that the police were there to protect my kid. Never feared for his safety driving in a car. Never. Never had the conversation with him about what to do if you get pulled over. Never, 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 never did I ever think that I needed to do that. Learning that that is not the same experience for a 
person of color's family, like a black mother, a black father, have to have a conversation with their children about if you get pulled over, this is what you must do. Hands on the dash. You are not a threat to them. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. You have to prove to that police officer that you are not a threat because the color of your skin automatically in their mind, their subconscious, unconscious bias says you are a threat to me. I mean, it's horrible, but it's the reality. My best friend, Paige, Paige is black, her husband is white, their son is biracial. And she is lives in constant fear for how her son is going to be treated every single day. She sees racist assholes talking online and she knows that her son, she is sending her son out amongst a pack of fucking wolves. And we live in two very different experiences. We have very two different life experiences. I will never be able to understand how she feels because it's not my experience. It's not my experience. I can't relate to feeling scared because of the color of my fucking skin. I can't relate. And I want to fix it. I'm a fixer. That's my human nature is how can I fix this for you? And I can't. I can't fucking fix this. And if you're thinking, yeah, but you're part of the problem. What are you doing? What are you doing to actively become anti-racist? What work are you doing? It's not good enough to just say, I'm not racist. Fucking prove it. That's what they're looking for. The fact that Derek Chauvin was held accountable for his actions is a good first step because for so long, there was no justice. It was his word against mine. And I know, I know, I have, this is a fucking fact that police officers can articulate a report to make it sound however they want it to sound. It's their word against yours, against theirs, against whoever. Because if you look at the police report that Derek Chauvin wrote, is very different than the video evidence that that, that that girl took. And thank God she did, because it would have been com a completely different story. Would he be on trial for murder? Probably fucking not, because the way that they articulate that police report, he would have walked off scot fucking free. 
honestly, that's what would have happened. I know this is a heavy topic and nobody wants to talk about it, especially white people. I watch a lot of documentaries. I do. I want to educate myself as much as humanly possible. I watched a documentary uh, after the Charlottesville that was, oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It was uh, a Muslim film director who um, created this documentary and she interviewed one of the leaders of the white nationalist movement. Fuck, it's killing me that I can't think of the goddamn name. Hopefully I will find it and I will put it in the show notes, okay? Anyways, this documentary, in the first five minutes of this documentary, I actually went and found the transcript because I was like, did he just say what I thought he just said? Yes, he fucking did. I will link this in the show notes. But he basically, in a nutshell, said that white people his in his group are terrified of becoming the minority. Do you know why? Because if you were to trade places, I'm going to refer to, I think it's Jane Austen, I believe is her name, a teacher in the 60s who completely, who did this experiment and separated blue eyes from brown eyes in her classroom and treated people with brown eyes or blue eyes. One of them, one of the groups was treated horribly. And she is asked, would you trade places with a black person? Stand up. Nobody fucking stands up. And why is that? Because you know how they're treated. Who would ever want to trade places with someone who has a different skin color? Because you know that they're not going to be treated nicely. So no, I wouldn't trade places. That's exactly what's happening. The white nationalists are afraid of becoming the minority because they're worried that black people are going to do to them the same, the same thing that has hap been happening to black people since fucking the beginning of time. There is a true fear in their mind that we cannot become the minority because we're going to be treated like bolt, like garbage because they know, and they're worried about payback. They're worried about retribution. That's some bullshit. If I've ever heard it, that's some bullshit. If I've ever heard it. The other documentary that I watched 13th on Netflix. I watched it once by myself and once with my husband because it talks about and it proves <laughs> there is proof like this is not made up bullshit. There is proof that the system, the justice system is rigged against black people. And it was because of a loophole in the 13th amendment about you cannot um, have slaves except if they are incarcerated. That is the loophole in the 13th amendment. So when slavery ended, all of these farmers and plantation owners still needed work done on their farms. So what did they do? Let's round up all the fucking black people for stupid petty shit. 
for walking down the street being black apparently is a crime and now you're incarcerated and now I have free labor. That's some bullshit. And then comes crack. Okay. Intentionally, we're going to intentionally infect black communities with crack. Intentionally. Cocaine was for the white folk. Crack is for the black folk. It's cheaper. And cocaine, people arrested for cocaine, white people, that no, that it was not punished as severely as crack was. It's been fucking, people say the justice system needs an overhaul. Yeah, I agree. But the thing is that it's working the way that it was designed. The justice system is working exactly how they designed it. That's a problem. That is a huge problem. It's a huge problem. So I don't want to leave you without resources because I want you, if you think that you are not racist, I want you to do some work for me. I want you to do some work to change the shape of our country. And we have to do the work. It's not enough to just say I'm not racist. You have to do more than that. So I'm gonna give you some, some places to start. The first place I'm gonna encourage you to start is go on YouTube and search Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Emmanuel Acho is a former NFL football player who took the world by storm by having uncomfortable conversations because conversations about race are uncomfortable. Nobody wants to talk about them. And the fact, if you're still listening to this, bra fucking like bravo. I'm extremely proud of you because most people are going to just turn this off and say, I'm not racist. Nobody wants to believe that they're racist. I don't wanna believe that I'm racist. But the first time I had to acknowledge that, oh my God, I just did something like lock my car doors when I see a black man walking down the street. Right? So uncomfortable conversations with a black man. You can watch his YouTube videos. He also has a book. Um, Miss Oprah Winfrey herself was the uh, publisher of this book. Okay, um, White Fragility is another book that I would highly recommend. Um, I have not finished it yet, but I can tell you that is the first couple of words they said was like, fuck, this is going to be work. It is work. It's not easy work. We were not born with hate in our hearts. We were not born racist. We are, we are taught it. 
and we can unlearn it. If you can learn something, you can unlearn it too. We need to unlearn how, uh, we need to unlearn racism together. Okay. Another resource that I want to give you is the Unlocking Us podcast with Brene Brown. She, um, again, another free resource. She interviews prominent people of color to talk about these very, very hard, sensitive topics. And they are thought provoking and really just give you an amazing insight to what people of color struggle with every fucking day. Things that we will never know about. I don't know about you, but I've never had my resume looked over and tossed in the trash because of the name. And I don't know if you ever saw this, but I remember this. I remember this. There was a person who made, um, I don't know if it was a video or what, I think it was a video. Uh, their resume name was like Jose, I think something like that, or Jesus or something like that, right? There was, it was a Hispanic name and they were never getting calls for interviews. So they changed the name on the resume to Joe Smith or some shit like that. And they got calls for interviews, same companies, same job, same fucking resume disregarded because of your name. I've never had that happen. Have you? We live in two different realities. If you are a white person, you live in a different reality than people of color. And we need to listen. We need to listen to their experiences. We need to validate their experiences. We need to believe them when they say, I was treated this way. Believe them. Believe them. They have nothing to gain by making that shit up. Be a good friend. Listen. And do not, do not go to your black friends and ask them to explain shit to you. Do the fucking work on your own. You go look for resources. I just gave you a shit ton, okay? You go do the work. You do not go to your black friends and ask them to tell you and explain to you why this is not okay. Why it's not okay to talk about your hair. Why it's not okay to touch their hair. Why it's not okay to say, wow, you're so intelligent for a black person. Oh my fucking God. So microaggressions, implicit bias, subconscious bias, racism, overt or, or right? There's so many things that we have all been programmed. We have been programmed, brainwashed to believe that People of color are, are not as good as us. Do you not see that? And if you tell me that you don't see color, oh, dear Lord, baby Jesus. 
to not see someone's color is to invalidate who they are. It's to invalidate their culture. That's not okay. So, are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to do something every day to become anti-racist? Right? Are you willing? All right, bitches. This has been a tough topic today. I know. But I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you for showing the fuck up and hearing the hard truth. Go do your work. Go watch some resources. I'm going to list a bunch of shit in the show notes. Together, we can make a difference in our country, but it's not, it's the white, it's us white people that have to do the work. The black people should not be having to be out marching in the streets. They shouldn't have to. It should be us demanding, demanding change. All right, guys. Have a great fucking day. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to the Potty Mouth Pep Talk podcast and have a fucking awesome day.